Hi, and welcome to Beyond Domestic Violence. It's Grace Hart here, and today we are talking about disassociation. It's one of the most common responses to trauma and abuse. And the thing is, when we are disassociated, we don't know it. I talk about when you're being you, you're like the center of the flower. You're aware of the petals, you're aware of the disassociated parts, as well as you're in a community that's healthy. However, you're functioning from that all-knowing center, from your gut, from your awareness. When you disassociate, it's like you hop onto one of the pedals. Or more accurately, you've been hijacked by one of your disassociated parts. What does it look like? Well, before I go into that, one of the things that I'd love you to get is that if you are disassociating... Or if you've had extreme trauma, you might be functioning permanently, even even for years, on a petal and that disassociated or disenfranchised part. What that looks like or can look like is that you've gone from a really expansive functioning life to controlling it to such an extent that you have to, you know, vet people. (laughs) So it's guilty and prove that you're innocent. And that's a lot of hard work for a lot of people. And um, so what it seems like is that you're being proactive and depending on where you are on the scale of trauma, you actually may feel pretty good about it. Like you're being caring to yourself, you're setting up some good boundaries and that actually might be the case. However, when you function from disassociation, it can actually be something that looks like as I said before, putting up these really big walls and rather than coming from a space of, hi, what's possible here? I'm willing to see the good, the bad and the ugly of you. What you're doing is you're just assuming the worst and that they have to sort of get through these walls and barricades to prove that um, you can, you know, they're safe. So depending on the spectrum, it can look like you're rude. Uh, it can look like you're really pushy. Um, angry, Uh, you might act out, you might have bursts of anger or flashbacks and then it can also on the other end of the spectrum look like a very healthy person being proactive and actually choosing for themselves and saying yep you're a friend that I'd like and yep I'd like to do this and yes it's safe to do that. However if you're doing that and creating your life from that disassociated part rather than from the centre of the flower and being really healthy What I equate it to is dying whilst alive. If you are functioning from a disassociated part, that part is not you. And when I say it's not you, that's not quite correct. It is an aspect of you. It's a petal. It's not the centre of the flower. It's a petal that has experienced either one traumatic event or a few traumatic events and it's created a narrative. And it's created its own energy to warn you, to keep you safe. All disassociated parts or disenfranchised parts have been created by your mind, by the genius of your mind to help you cope with what happened in the past. However, now in your present, if you're functioning, if you're tethered with or blended with that part or or actually hijacked by that part, then what happens is you're looking through the veil of that part, through the lens of that part, 
and all you're going to see is fear and keeping safe and hypervigilance. So what I'm encouraging you to do, if these you know symptoms or these signs, I should say, um, trigger and it's like, wow, yeah, I do that. I would encourage you to seek counselling and a domestic violence counsellor or a trauma, more, more so a trauma-informed counsellor and get you to that centre of the flower where you're aware of your disassociated part, you're aware you could get triggered by it, but it doesn't rule you. And eventually what will happen is that part will integrate and not be this screaming, you know, don't go out there and don't trust this person and put up that wall and you know what happened last time. You know, you really need to realise that the disassociation can get you to the point where you have made your life so quote-unquote safe and controllable that you're no longer living, you're no longer thriving, you're no longer happy, you're no longer contributing to what you know is possible. So if I'm speaking to someone who's hearing this and going, oh my gosh, yes, you know, I've, I've really condensed my life, I've made it so tiny and small. Or if you're someone that actually, and this falls into my category, I felt really empowered. I was like, yeah, I'm choosing for myself. I'm not letting, you know, people abuse me anymore. But what I didn't realize is that by having that point of view, I had just shut everyone out and they had to prove to me that they were safe. And that's not kind to them, to the kind people, and it's not kind to you. Now, I do also want to say, of course, when you get to your center of the flower and you recognize that you've had an injury, post-traumatic stress isn't really a disorder in the sense it's more post-traumatic injury. You've been wounded. And if you actually have your walls down, your barriers down, and you meet someone, whether it's for work or in an intimate relationship, and you come from your centre of the flower and you come from what's possible here and, and there's a spaciousness, not this doubt or prove to me or, you know, that sort of energy. When there's somebody who's generative and creative and kind and you say to them, hey, I have this injury and I don't want it to get in the way and so my barriers are down and I'm willing to see what's possible here you will find that that other person will have complete allowance. However, if it's someone that's not kind and you say to them, hey, you know, um, I have this injury, I'm going to get triggered sometimes and they don't have anything to do with you, too hard or whatever, that's okay too. So it's really about being present with what disassociation feels like, smells like and looks like for you. Sometimes you'll get a queasiness in your tummy. Sometimes you'll just shoot out of your body and that can look like you just don't remember things. So I'm going to run through a few little pointers. They're not the only ones. Do some research if this is something that you think, oh my gosh, that's me or that's my friend. So... It can look like you just find yourself staring off into one spot, not really thinking anything. And you're not thinking, you know, you're not going off in one spot creating something or imagining something or generating something. This is just like you just find yourself staring at something and you, you just, oh, where was I? And you don't, re you don't recall thinking about anything. 
you can feel completely numb. You can also have body parts that you don't feel. You know, I remember um, seeing somebody and they just put their hand over my knee and I, I could hear, my, hear something in me going, don't touch that. And I was like, wow. I said, um, and, and I was just about to say it and the person, it was an orthobionomy session. <laughs> God, it's a mouthful. And he said, and he said, as soon as he put his hand on my knee, he actually felt me like just kick him to the other side of the room, <laughs> energetically. And this is what you've got to realize that when, for example, someone's been raped or held down, you know, if you've had someone standing over you or hitting you or beating you, and, you know, you might have been a kid or you might have been an adult, there's a rage that can happen, there's an anger that can happen. And sometimes that anger, because it hasn't been validated or um, you know become you haven't become aware of it or processed it right it gets locked into your body and it can show up like rage it can show up like anger that gets triggered and you're like wow where did that come out and it can just be a touch of a knee you think wow so a lot of times you'll disassociate I had no idea that that was there now I did have injuries to my knee from a car accident and I was also raped so it's you know it could it, you don't know where it comes from. It could be another lifetime. However, just realize that sometimes you can have all these things locked in your body or parts of your body. And so one f- exercise that could work for you, if you know, do it in a safe, safe place and do it if, you, if it feels like you'll be safe, supported and secure in the process. Or if you have a loved one that you absolutely trust, or it might be someone that you, you know, massages you or, um, you know, does work on your body that you feel um, safe with. Just get them to run their hands very, very slowly over your body, over your limbs, tummy, etc. And just be aware of what comes up. Whether you feel like you want to kick someone on the other side of the room or whether you feel sad or whether you feel don't touch that or whether it, there's anger there. And we will get into some exercises down the track, but this is more about information. And as I said, it's not advice. Please seek a professional for that. This is just me sharing what works for me, what I've found out, and hopefully it can contribute to you in some way. So you might feel like you're not really in your body, or you might even feel like you're watching yourself from a movie. That happened to me in the car accident. I was hovering above my body. You might feel suddenly lightheaded or dizzy or woozy. You might feel like you're not part of the world. You're kind of detached. You might get shocks when people sort of or startled, you know, when you hear a loud noise or someone comes in really quickly at you. And sometimes when you're truly disassociating, you can't remember things that your brain knows. You know, I remember one time I was with a police officer and I had um, in, in the time with her I had shared something with her that I had experienced and then a bit further on down the conversation she asked me a question and I couldn't remember and she said well didn't you just say that that happened to you you were there and I was like oh yeah that's right and that's the thing guys when you're in trauma brain you do not have access to your smart brain you do not have access to your frontal lobe you do not have access to possibilities 
So things like, I knew I was at a place, I knew the time it was, I knew I was pregnant at the time, I knew the location, I knew what it was called, I had all those facts. But just a few minutes later, when I was asked the question in a different way, I had completely, because I had disassociated, I had no memory, I didn't have access to that memory And it wasn't until she asked me a question that I went into my thinking brain and was able to retrieve, oh, that's right, yes, no, that happened. And this this is where I was and this was the time frame because I knew I was pregnant. So please get that, guys. And this is what I'm so passionate about with people giving evidence that are, whether they've had domestic violence or trauma, they can disassociate on the witness stand. They can disassociate while giving evidence, um, while writing a report or talking to the police. And this is another one of my bugbears. You know, I really desire all police to be trauma-informed. Because otherwise you could look at someone and go, why aren't they getting upset? We've just told them something really offensive or really sad or really horrific. Why aren't they crying? Or sometimes why are they laughing and smiling? When you disassociate and another pedal comes in, that pedal can have all sorts of things. It can find things funny. It can, you know, be a bully. It can be aloof. If you find yourself, you know, covering your neck really quickly or covering a part of your body or your face, that can be disassociation. If you find yourself self-soothing, you know, I know that I, one of the things I do is I stroke my, my legs. So I actually, from my hips, I go down my thighs. And initially I thought it was just like, you know, me loving my body. However, sometimes when I do that, it's self-soothing. I'm feeling like I want to disassociate. I'm feeling stressed here. You might find that you become, you know, really small-focused. Sometimes it can feel like everything's just far away. People are far away. Voices are far away. I mean, I know for for me, one of the last things that I connected with was my body. I'm still in the process of doing that. And it takes bravery, guys, to come back to your body when there's just been so much trauma locked in there. So this podcast may actually bring up some disassociation in you please look after yourself if you've been triggered please take a breath put your feet on the ground put your hands on your belly or somewhere that makes you feel connected to your body that's safe come back to that center of the flower and please get this is not a mental illness in that It's recoverable. You have been injured and this can change. However, the first step is actually speaking to someone about trauma, becoming trauma aware and being kind to yourself and your body. For me, when I suffered this abuse as a child and also as an adult actually, I didn't realize, you know, I had a very, um, my, my birth was very traumatic 
And then I was really sick as a, a, a 18-month-old and in hospital being held down. And you wouldn't think this is anything, but when you have it stacking, you know, traumatic birth, then in hospital being held down, needles, then you've got it, – it goes on to other being held down, you know, held it, being held down by a, a man. So then the car accident, you know, car accident happens as well. So it's really about recognizing you may have chronic post-traumatic stress. We'll talk about that next week. However, for now, just recognize, do you find yourself just ducking out? You know, do you find your friends saying you're a bit of a dreamer or oh, yeah, there she is in the clouds again, or whatever it is. Do you feel not really connected to life? You know, part of disassociation is not really wanting to engage with life because you're not really engaged. You're floating around your body. Now, thanks to um, paying attention to more energies, I can really perceive that a lot and I would, I would go so far as to say at least 90% of the population are disassociating and a great majority of the population are disassociated. So if you find yourself like everything was fine and now I can't even think it at work, I can't recollect things as easily. Perhaps... There's disassociation there. And you need to be really kind because depending on, kind to you, because depending on what your trauma is, coming back to your body might be the most terrifying and frightening thing for you. It's one of the reasons too that people can't leave domestic violence or an abusive relationship or abusive job. Because you need to be present to leave. Now, when I say that, it's not entirely correct because sometimes you can have a part that just knows you have to get out and they'll hijack and they'll, they'll allow you to leave, like they'll, they'll take over. However, for me, my interesting point of view is if there's trauma in the body, you can be the most conscious, aware being. However, we are here on earth with a body. And, you know, I wanted to be a, such a contribution and I knew something was getting in the way. And for me, it was this. There was so much trauma in the body and I wasn't willing to be with the body because there was so much pain in it. However, through trauma work, through awareness and different modalities, I've gotten to the stage where that conversation has started and I'm no longer living that tiny life. It's expanding every day. Beautiful people are coming into my life. I feel really blessed. However, it's a journey. It was a bit of a long rescue for me. And it may be for you. However, please know that you're not wrong. That you didn't do something ter terrible that it made it happen to you. And please get the disassociation was a kindness. It was a brilliant way your brain created 
and out for you. But what if it's now time for you to come back? And come back in a way that's safe and secure and you're supported. Because we need you. We need kind people like you. The reason you disassociated is because of trauma and abuse. And that is not who you are. So of course you wanted to disappear. However, the world's changing. And we need kind, caring people like yourself. As I always said, abusers pick people who see possibilities. People who will keep going no matter what. They want from us what they don't have. And it's a little bit like, well, it is, everything's the opposite of what it appears to be. A lot of people think the perpetrators are the strong ones. And it's actually not true. They want something that you have. You're the strong one. It's just that over time, this world perpetrates. And depending on the trauma that you suffered, you know, if you had trauma as a kid or birth or, you know, drip-fed drip fed trauma, you can actually get to the place where you are disassociating. So I'll leave you with just being aware of that, being aware when you do it, look into it, and also recognise when it happens. For me, if someone flies up to me unexpectedly, I'll disassociate. Now not so much, but I realise that. And so if you if you did say come up to me really quickly uh, from behind, it'll probably take would have taken me maybe two or three hours to actually get to a place where I could work out what was happening because I just fly out of my body. But now not. <laughs> so, you know, pay attention to what you do. The other thing is, if you're with someone or have a good friend, one of the ways you can go really quickly from trauma brain to having access to your total brain and consciousness is asking a question. They've proven that scientifically now. So if you have a friend that disassociates, ask them a question. And it will bring them out of the disassociation because you need to get to the smart part of your brain, the frontal part of your brain, to work something out. And the body knows that. Oh, you've just asked me a question. I can't be in this survival brain. I don't have access to that. I need to pop up to the part of the brain that has memory. So to bring a lightness to it, I was um, given a meme (laughs) that I just love. Because sometimes you just got to laugh, right? (laughs) And it says, not to brag or anything, but I can forget what I'm doing while I'm doing it. And that was certainly me. And if I get triggered, that's me. (laughs) I just lose all capacity to, what am I here for? So if you find that happening, maybe it's not ADHD. Maybe you're disassociating. And what I've found, which is a positive aspect, is what if disassociation is a skill? In other words, you're aware of a possibility. You're aware of something that you could choose or change or bring in or let go. And so you go there. 
However, until you become aware of what disassociating feels like and presents like, you can get hooked in that cycle of just thinking you're ADHD or I've just got a bad memory. What if that's not true? What if you're aware of something so great and so dynamic that you can bring to this reality? What if it's a superpower? However, when it's based in trauma, what it does is it allows you to die while still living. And I don't want that for you or anybody. So please, if this sounds like you, it can be unlearned. And what I would like to open up for you, and that's the beyond domestic violence energy, is instead of using disassociation to disassociate from this reality, what if you used it as a superpower to bring in things of what you were aware of? And what if that was the very superpower that the perpetrators desired from you anyway and why they abused you? What if you're way more powerful than you think you are? However, until you get to that space, it's okay. You're okay. You're going to get through this. You'll get it when you get it. Lean into it. You're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some great days. Keep going. Keep turning the page. Two more steps. Don't give up. I didn't and I'm here now because of that. And I would love you to not give up because something inside of you is waiting. Might have been asleep for a while. However, it's there. But let's get you on track. And part of that is recognizing how trauma has affected you. All right. Look after yourself. Take a deep breath in, breathing in, and holding, and letting go. And if it's safe for you, in the next in-breath, just tighten up all your muscles, put your face in the grimace, tighten your fists, so breathing in, tightening, tightening, tightening everything, tightening, 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 and then just letting all the muscles, look, just letting them go. That's it. And again, just breathing in and tightening, tightening, tightening everything, holding that tension, and then just letting go. And I'd like you to become aware of an energy that if you received it would allow you to relax, to let go, and with ease become aware of when you disassociate. And if there's no one there that can ask you a question, Maybe in that nanosecond, before you leave and disassociate, ask yourself one. Take care. You are beautiful. It's okay if you don't feel that way. Been there. However, I promise you, if you keep going, one day you will realize what a gift. What a, an amazing, beautiful 
gift you are. So shine beautiful, one step at a time. And I'll catch you next week. Take care.